Hello, beautiful queens, and join me as we open up conversations that help women walk through difficult transitions and inner healing while unleashing the potential that God has placed within all of us to become untamed and unchained. In each episode, you'll get the tools and resources to create the change in your life that you desire as you unleash your vision, your gifts, and your voice and your confidence to live the life of your dreams. I give my listeners and clients love and support. However, I do take the direct approach and we cut out that BS in your life. So instead of playing small, you can create big leaps into your life. Now let's dive into this episode. Hello, Queens. Today, I am going to introduce you to an amazing woman who I got to meet at a retreat. Um, We were at a retreat in Arizona. I'm not sure. It was a little bit over a year ago, March. Um, Martha is her name. And Martha, I am so excited to bring you on and have you share your wisdom with these ladies as you have helped me. I love watching your stories and you've helped like so many people and you're very passionate about the inner healing and empowering women. And you have an incredible journey to share. So tell me a little bit or tell us about your story. We want to get to know you. Yeah. Um, well, hi, I am Martha. I'm a licensed clinical psychologist and, um, throughout the years, you know, I've been in private practice or just in the mental health field for, oh gosh, like 15 years. So, um, yeah, I have, uh, some experience and, you know, I started off, uh, wanting to help out, you know, children and families, and then it changed to working with moms who were suffering from postpartum depression. That was a huge focus of mine and um, helping them through the postpartum period. And then, and then it changed a little bit more. And um, now most of my work with clients is focused on trauma I'll say um, 99% of the work that I do um, and trauma is on a spectrum. So, you know, it can be, you know, childhood trauma, it can be sexual trauma. It can just be a variety of, you know, just different traumas that the, um, the clients present with. And also along with trauma is uh, healing the inner child. So that is something that I've been focusing on the most, uh, and doing a lot of inner child work. But again, it's evolved throughout the years. And this is something that I plan to to stay with. Um, I've done my own work and my own inner healing. And I truly feel that if I didn't do the work in me, I wouldn't be able to help my clients the way that I have been able to. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's, and I have been to therapy, like, uh, you know, first in the beginning of my career, when my early 20s, and then again, in my, you know, late, late 30s. So just because things come up, and um, I just, yeah, it's like, how can I better help? And that's been something for, for me, I've, I've been very passionate about, like, helping, giving, serving, and just, yeah helping people heal. Like that is my main thing right now. Yeah. 
I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. And you know how passionate I am about like the inner healing and the inner child healing and trauma. It like it has a huge effect. And a lot of people don't realize that it's their inner child that is literally running their life. Like our adult self knows differently, but the inner child, you know, comes mm-hmm. up. And so what would you say is like, how do you, for somebody who does have a lot of trauma and mm-hmm. they're trying to work through it, or they don't even know where to start of what to do with that. What do you normally suggest to them or how do you help them walk through that? So definitely finding uh, a client, I'm sorry, a, if they want to go to therapy, mm-hmm. right? A therapist who is uh, seasoned in in that area. What with, again, even... It depends on the trauma, right? But um, sometimes when we begin to do our inner work, a lot of things come at once. So you want to have someone who can hold space for you and who can help you through that. Because I'll just share if I, if, if I can, like I had a client once and well, I have this has happened to me several times, but this one specific client, I, I I still work with her and I asked her about her childhood, right? She came to me because she was going through um, some relationship issues and I asked about trauma. She's like, no, I don't have any trauma. I never had trauma. I'm like, okay, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Right. Because you're right. Sometimes we don't know, like we don't, it's, it's so in, you know, behaviors are so innate and it's also subconscious that, and, and then we start talking about her, her childhood and she's like, Oh, is that what you're talking about? Is that trauma? (laughs) And then she sends me a message the next day. And she's like, can we meet again this week? Because I feel like, a car just ran over me and I have like, my guts are just all out. And I'm just, you know, in the middle of the street and we met again because I, it's like, so yes. So go to someone who is, you know, who has experience in this field because so much is going to come up. It's like, once you start talking about one thing, like this one memory is going to be connected to several other things um, so yeah, that would be my, my, you know, recommendation. Yes. And it, it, I remember when I first went to counseling and it was like the second or the third time, I can't remember which one. And I came home and I was just like ballistic, like my emotions were all over the place. And mm-hmm. I, at the time I was like, I felt like I was losing my mind. I was like, what's going on? And so I, got a hold of her. And I'm like, I feel like I'm going crazy. And she's like, we stir the pot, like you're the things that have been suppressed. And I would love to hear your insight on this, because I think this is where a lot of people will stop themselves in the healing. Yes. Is, you know, they begin to like, maybe do the work and it's almost like all hell breaks loose because, and then like, what are your thoughts around this? So, so you're saying like some people stop doing the work because yes. it's painful. It's yeah. too much. Yes. Yeah. Um, so again, I'll, I'll just, uh, um, say it again. It's important to go with someone who is seasoned, um, because you have to also learn certain skills to be able to work through that or mm-hmm. c- certain coping skills, right? Because it does, it becomes like 
it is a lot. Um, and it's very common to run away from it. Mm-hmm. It's like, whoa, this is just a lot. I can't do this. Um, a lot of people do. A lot of people like, you know, just close the door and it's like, nope, I'm not ready for this. And other people do lean into it. My encouragement is to lean into the pain um, and work through it because the pain is temporary. And I think there's this false illusion that if I start to work on it, this is going to be lifelong, but it's not because what you're going through right now and whatever pattern, whatever it is, that's just simply not working for you. And the more you avoid maybe the trauma or the, you know, the childhood, um, you know, issues that, that you've been through, um, the more you avoid it, the more unhealthy certain behaviors are going to be, and then they're going to be more lifelong. But if you sit and just give yourself, even if it's three months, six months, you're, you'll start to see the change. Um, but yeah, it is, it's, it's easy to run. Yes. But you said that so powerfully. We do. I even know with myself, sometimes when I hit like that pain spot comes like, you know, you get triggered as we were mm-hmm. talking. Yeah. And- it, it like almost like suffocates you and you're like, you f- like in your mind, you're like, oh my gosh, this is going to last forever, yes but it really yes. doesn't. And when mm-hmm. we can like mm-hmm. calm ourselves down and be like, okay, what is this pain teaching me? You know, what is the story? What is my belief? Where is it coming from? And like mm-hmm. digging down deep and understanding, like you said, it's only going to be temporary and giving that reassurance of, I'm going to give myself three months. Cause mm-hmm. sometimes when we break it down, I love how you said that. And okay, three months. And if it's not better, which you and I both know, it's going to be better. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, I also, one thing, um, when I work with clients, I work with different parts of the client, right. And because I, I feel like there's different parts of us, yeah. there's the inner child, right. There's, um, but then there's also our young adult self, our, you know, teenage self, there's just different parts of us. And when you're, for, for me, at least from my experience, when when I am able to take my clients through the different parts of them, right, little by little, mm-hmm. they're able to tolerate it a little bit more. Um, but it's also because it's not all at, all at once because they're able to see, ah, it's coming from this part, right? Now you're able to identify where it comes from. Yeah. Oh, that's that little girl in me. Oh, yeah. okay. That's that teenager in me. Oh, okay. I see what, right. Start connecting the pieces. Yes. Now you feel in control. You feel empowered and you feel like, oh, I have a really good understanding of what's going on. Right. So that's the goal is to understand what really is happening. And then the pain becomes secondary. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. I love how you brought that out because it is. And I know for me, like one of my biggest reasons that I went so much on my healing journey was I felt misunderstood my whole life. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, the frustration was just over the top because I didn't even know how to express myself. I didn't understand myself. And Mm -hmm. there's something to be said for when we begin to connect those parts and pieces with ourselves of like understanding why we do the things that we we do, Uh you know? Cause like, I have to ch- understand why 
I do something. Once I mm-hmm. understand the why, mm-hmm. then I can shift and create something different. But if I don't know the why, I'm not going to, you know, do something. But so with your, you had said there's your trauma and then there's the inner child healing, which the different parts of the inner child healing. So how does somebody, how, how does somebody know if like they're struggling with trauma or if it's the inner child that they're, that needs healing? Well, I feel like, again, it just depends. I mean, mo- I mean, these childhood wounds, I'm, I'll just say, again, trauma's on a spectrum. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's a podcast that I listened to not too long ago. There, It's called Big T, Little T, or like little traumas, big traumas, right? Yeah. It's trauma. Trauma's trauma is yes. trauma. So I don't want you to minimize, oh, well, so-and-so went through so much more than I did. No, even if you feel like yours was nothing compared to other people, it's it's a traumatic experience. So I feel like um, it, it it can all be interconnected, right? Mm-hmm. It just depends on what the person is going through. So it's like childhood wounds, right? It can, it's traumatic. Yes. So I, I'll say that it's, it's trauma. Yeah. <laughs> it's even all... if it's not like a specific thing, um, even growing up in a dysfunctional home, right? Yes. Um. I, I created a course um, last year and it was about like making peace with your past and it's understanding how, um, how our child, like, you know, our experience in childhood, how certain behaviors manifest as a result, right? We become in their survival instincts, mm-hmm. we become hyper-independent, perfectionist, um, people pleasers, mm-hmm. overachievers, mm-hmm. and understanding that, and there's other ones there, that all of that behavior, it's it's survival instinct, right? It's, yeah. Um, and it's all part of childhood traumas. Like, I mean, I focus on, on childhood, childhood experiences, relationship with parents, caregivers, you know? So I would, again, to answer your question, Leona, it's, I would say it's all trauma. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. It and I see that like I feel like we live in a time right now where I see a shift happening slowly behind the scenes, but there's a lot of like hyper independence going mm-hmm. on, especially with women. Mm-hmm. And it's like causing a lot of problems in relationships and you know in the as moms as the wife as just because mm-hmm. the feminine is not made to be living in hyper independence and I know like mm-hmm. it's still a little bit of a struggle for me to not say I'm the strong independent woman because that was like my identity for most of my life until mm-hmm. I realized you know that was simply because I grew up having to take care of myself so I trained mm-hmm. myself to be that way that was a childhood trauma Mm-hmm. That was survival, right? Yes, it was yeah. pure yeah. survival, you know. Yeah. And then it was like my ego and all the things were involved of like, this is how I keep myself safe. Um, but so what are some of the ways that you feel or that you see like when people have like, for example, let's take the strong independent one or the the perfectionist. Or, yes, oh. that it shows up in their life like when you like, even how, how is it holding them back from really stepping forward to being the woman that God created them to be, to be the empowered version of themselves? So, so from all of that, I 
Mm-hmm. I went like around a circle and came back yeah. around again. No, no, no. It's okay from like from the overachiever, the hyper independent, yeah. the people pleaser. I am, and then the yeah, the the hyper independent, overachiever, people perfectionist. Yeah. I would say again, there's pain involved. Yeah. There's something there. That's and again, this is when I I'm referring back to the course that I created. There is there, there's some kind of pain there. Yeah. Yeah. Self-protecting. And it is like, you're trying to survive. Um, and you're not in touch with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'll say, I'll piggyback on what you said too, that, you know, growing up for you, like this hyper independent woman, this strong woman, because I used to be me. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I went back to therapy, uh, the second time around is because I knew that that was getting in the way of my relationship with my husband. Yeah. Because I wasn't allowing him in fully. No, I'm good. I don't need you. Right. Mm-hmm. I, if something happens, I, I have, you know, a degree and I'm going to be fine, you know? So <laughs> it's like, okay, that can't continue. So I know there's something from my childhood that I knew exactly what it was. And I had been avoiding it. Some people may not, but I knew what it was. Yes. And it's like, I need to make time for this because if I don't, either I'm going to end up losing my marriage or yeah. I am going to just, you know, this pattern is going to continue and it's, um, I'll continue to self-sabotage. And when I worked on that painful experience, right, from childhood, it just transformed my relationship and it transformed me. Yeah. And then I was also able to get even closer to God. Yes. So I want so even that piece <laughs> that mm-hmm. it does, right? Because the hyper independent, no, I can do it all by myself. Yes. Right? You depend on you. You're not depending on God. Yeah. You don't go to God. The people pleaser is worried about other people, but not God. Yes. I love uh, that that you brought that out. That's so powerful. I want to I want to like go there because yeah. that's something that I've seen so much is, you know, um and I've started talking about this more because I began mm-hmm. to realize that like literally I had childhood trauma in my relationship with God. Mm-hmm. You know, it was um and as I began to heal these parts and pieces of myself, I realized that wow, this is why my walk with God was the way that it was. And I don't feel like this is talked about a whole lot of because it's a lot about like our physical relationships but it's kind of like the pink elephant in the room where people don't want to be really raw real and honest of like hey I'm struggling in my faith or I'm struggling to trust I'm struggling to surrender and really because oftentimes a lot of times what I see is and this is powerful very good of like going in and in on the scriptures, but why are you like, here we go again with me with my why, like, well, why am I struggling to trust God? What's my belief system around it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I love that you brought that out of how, so what do you feel like you said you were, your struggle was strong, independent and needing what transformed as far as like, do you mind sharing a little bit, even how is it showing up in your marriage and in your relationship with God? Like, what did that look like? Cause we might have a woman on here. That's like, well, this might be me, but I don't really know. Cause, and everybody shows up differently, but. I feel like it was just releasing control. Yeah. 
we're all, we're, I mean, we're human. We all want to be in control in this false solution, right? That if I don't keep it together, if I'm not doing this, if I, if, if I don't take care of all of this and, oh gosh, what's going to happen? Who's going to take care of me? I'm going to lose it, but you don't. Mm-hmm. And it's surrendering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So not trying to be in control of anything. And that gave me so much relief because I didn't, I, what I didn't realize and I discovered in therapy, it's like I was functioning. It was like this low level anxiety, Mm -hmm. like all the time because I needed to do everything. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, in my mind I did, Yes, but I didn't have to. So it's like, okay, well, if I heal from this, oh, what if I stop? hearing right what if they take advantage of me what if this but that's just all like we're talking about god but that's what the enemy wants you to do that's where the enemy wants you to be yeah so you don't go to god so so that was yeah for me it was just releasing that right and i because of it i am more at peace i've never been this like at peace and i feel this sense of freedom yeah yeah, that's I I love how you brought that out because I know with the past I've been doing inner healing for years, but last year I really dug in deep, and that is what I got out of it the most was like peace, peace, and and you know, and it came through surrendering. So, are there certain ways that you would that you could share or techniques that somebody could use to begin to learn how to release control? Well, I think it also depends on everybody's like story, mm-hmm. um, really, but it, it's, it's more trusting themselves, right? Like everything's going to be okay. Yeah. Uh, developing a relationship with more with them, right? Loving themselves. I think that it also just comes from that trusting, you know, it's not about like, well, I don't trust that person. No, it's not about any, it's not about that person. It's about us. Yeah. I mean, this take, it, I feel like it takes a lot of work, you know, and, and if anyone is ready to start their, their healing journey, just know that and, and be mindful because those times where you want to give up, just remember you are undoing decades of the behavior or that core, uh, the feeling, whatever it is that you're struggling with. Um, you're undoing decades of that. You're unwiring, you know, and rewiring. So, yeah. Yes, yes. And I, I love how you brought that out about trusting ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it's not about trusting other people because I know when we're very wounded and we're in a lot of pain, I, I remember doing this way back in the day of like, I don't feel like I can trust anybody. I don't feel like I can, like nobody's to be trusted. Nobody felt safe. I have trust issues. You know, we love, it was that whole, we have trust issues. It's almost like confetti thrown around. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it's like, you, you do have trust issues with inside of yourself, like not. And so bringing somebody back, it's so powerful when we can learn how to trust with inside of ourself, like, Mm -hmm. and go love those parts and pieces of ourself because, and I would love to hear your insight. I say, you can't give what you don't have. Yeah. And 
So when you're in relationships, whether it's like with your kids or your marriage or your friendships or whatever, we come from those different places. And, you know, when our trust gets broken, we get to go with inside of ourselves and meet with those parts mm-hmm. of, you know, of ourselves to, to heal that so that we do know, you know, that we're safe with inside of ourselves and that we can trust. And so what, so if somebody is struggling with trust, because that is something that comes up a lot, like I see it in my clients, like trust and boundaries, where do they even begin to like, what is your insight? I would love to hear, which I know every story is different, but yeah. if I came to you and I said, we'll just kind of like role play right yeah, now. If I yeah. came to you and I said, I am really struggling with creating boundaries in my life. Well, boundaries is a huge one. I will say even in my work with clients, 99% of my clients have difficulties setting boundaries and it's understanding the root of it. Like, you know, where does that come from? What is it that, you know, why is it that you can't say no? Is it fear of losing someone, right? Mm. Like the, the people pleaser in you? Uh, fear of being alone. Mm-hmm. So you have to overextend yourself and sacrifice so much of you in order to keep other people happy, right? What are you trying to avoid deep down inside? Again, it's not about anybody else. It's about us. Yeah. So um, yeah, trying to keep everybody happy, trying to please like not feel alone. So even if I don't want to do this for a friend, And even if that friend isn't healthy, even if that friend is important to me, and I know that friend only calls me when she needs something and I'm always there, but I just don't want to feel alone. Yeah. So you're willing to sacrifice all of that. So really understanding, like, where does that come from for you and digging deeper because it's deeper than that. Yes. Yeah. 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 Cause you're making a choice coming Mm -hmm. from that deep place of where you, so what, what happens after like, okay, you tell me to do this and I get to the wound, like, okay, I understand the reason that I'm making this decision is because of as a little girl, you know, I didn't feel safe or loved. And I began to feel safe and loved by when I would do things for other people. So where do I go from there now to like change that? So I would say practicing, right. Mm -hmm. Um, now when this person calls or this person say, you know, it's like, you know what, like I would love to, but it doesn't work for me today. Right. Maybe this other day. So practicing, because you also want to let that, I'll say that inner child know mm-hmm. like, it's okay. Because if that person is not going to be around, I will be there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be there. Right. That That's why I do parts because it's the adult you, the you today. And then that younger part of you, that little girl who's afraid, who's afraid that if I, if I say no, they're going to leave me, but the you today is always going to be there for her. So then she doesn't feel as scared and she doesn't feel as lonely. Right. So I hope it makes sense. (laughs) I mean, it all just like, it makes sense. And like, um, so, so that's why I, I break, you know, my clients into parts. Yeah. 
No, it made, it made complete sense. And I understand because yeah. it is, it's like building a muscle, you know, you, mm-hmm. you start out with those little baby steps and mm-hmm. you reassure, like we get to reassure ourselves. Like that's a big thing that I see in a lot of my clients is, um, is reassuring them along yeah. their journey. And that's the beauty of when you have somebody in your life that's walking with you mm-hmm. and helping you do the inner work, because we have this inner critic that loves to show up. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, mm-hmm. and identifying who that inner critic is, is also very powerful. So to talk a little bit about that. I would love it to. It is. Um, so yeah, like who is the inner critic, right? Like for instance, um, you know, maybe not feeling like you're good enough, you know, oh yeah, no, I can't do that because whatever, if an opportunity comes up, it's like, no, and the core, the core, core, core feeling is I'm not good enough. It's identifying like, who made you feel that way? Uh, okay. Growing up, maybe my dad, right. Mm-hmm. No matter what I did, it was just not good enough. Mm-hmm. No matter how hard I tried, it was just not good enough for him. And he, you know, praised everybody else except for me. Mm. So it's understanding, okay. And I'm I'm actually right as I'm talk sharing or talking about this, I'm reminded of a client too that I have. It's like as a little girl. And then she went into the military. Right. So then that, like, you know, that reinforced that feeling of now I have to prove myself because I need to prove myself that I am good enough. And, um, yeah. And then she becomes the overachiever and then she's like 50 and she's like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to, I got my master's. I'm going to go get my doctor. And it's like, who are you doing it for? (laughs) Right. Like, when are you going to stop and enjoy what you have? Right. And that little girl inside of her, wasn't feel like for her, it's like, I don't want to feel like I'm not good enough, but I'm also doing this for my dad. (laughs) He doesn't even know. So really having this aha moment, it's like, wait, what is that little girl doing? And for her to be able to comfort, like, no, you are good enough. Yeah. 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 So again, the awareness and is huge if you're willing to work through it. I, I love that you brought that out because I don't know if you remember, but when we were at the retreat and I did hot seat coaching, mine was the inner critic. Yes. Uh, Kayla called it out, you know, yeah. she was like, do you find that you criticize your children a lot? And I was like, oh, <laughs> I said, what? <laughs> Have you been in my house? <laughs> this is embarrassing. All yeah. these women see me. <laughs> but it's, um, and that is my, that is like that, that was me because growing up, I never felt like I was good enough for my mom. So I would mm. always do above and beyond mm. to try to uh, reach that level of mm-hmm. feeling enough. And I like, I did it my whole up until at the retreat. I, that mm-hmm. was how I operated my life from that place of trying to, and I would like have an expectation for myself. And just as I reached that expectation, I would, re- I would like lift the bar higher, you know, yeah. like yeah. I would never reach it because I was coming from that place. And that's a, that's, that's a hard pattern that to mm-hmm. break, you know, but it's absolutely possible. It's still, it's still something that I have to check in with myself. Oh, uh, absolutely. Yeah having awareness and working through it, it doesn't mean that this is going to go away. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) So I think there's that, okay, well, I will do it. Why is it still coming up? It's going to come up for the rest of your life, but now 
it doesn't have control over you mm-hmm. as much as it did. Now you've identified it. Now, you know, now you've labeled it. Now, you know, like, ah, okay. I see. I never wanted to be like my mom and I'm doing exactly what my mom did Yeah, with my children. Not the same way. Right. In a different way. Yes. Yes. Which is why I also like, you know, and as you know, um, healing like the generations, because we repeat what, you know, you repeat that you transfer the cycles that you don't transform. And it's, yes, I love that too, because it's just like when we take the time to stop and that did like all last year when I left the retreat and I really did a lot of Mm. work the relationships in my household, you know, and with my kids and all of that transformed and it changed because like you said, I wasn't, it didn't just go away, but I became aware and I learned mm-hmm. how to, um, yes. And not f- feeling like we're not good enough. Don't you feel like that's a big one that a lot of, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. Again, and that's why in whatever, you know, where, whatever your journey is now for our listeners, you know, it's like really tapping into that. Like, what is this core belief like that you have, like at your core, at the root of it, right? Feeling like you're saying not worthy enough, not good enough. Yeah. Um, but yes, not good enough, not worthy enough. That is huge. Yes. Huge. Yes. Oh gosh. Yes. It's so good. It's like, I'm like, I just want to keep going and keep digging in. But then I'm also like, well, <laughs> I know, um, like sometimes I just want to keep digging and digging and giving people all the information. But if somebody's just beginning on their journey or wherever oh. they are, actually, mm-hmm. like you shared so many good tools and nuggets. And I want to thank you for that because like listening to you talk today, they literally can start their journey. Like obviously number one is to go actually find somebody mm-hmm. to, and have that part. But sometimes it takes a little bit of time before they'll actually take that. Step. Oh yeah. I, yeah. I feel like you shared so much good wisdom that they could actually, if they got a paper and pen out, write some things down. Yeah. And I want to thank you for sharing all of this stuff because I know it's going to transform somebody's life where they're going to start on their journey of, you know, so you're making an impact all around without even necessarily meeting all the people that you like came on and shared, like taking, I want to thank you for taking the time. Thank you. And you know, the other thing, Leona, you're, you mentioned God and I'm, I want to continue. I want to touch on this. It's like the Bible, right? Yeah. Go to your Bible. That's our self-help book. It's, you know, and we, yeah, we can read so many books and again, trying to figure it out, working at the external things. But if I do this and then it doesn't work, like, no, develop a relationship with God, you know, learn to be still, uh, make a commitment to, to learning about, you know, just more about reading your Bible. You know, I mm-hmm. oftentimes when I feel a certain way, you know, we didn't touch on a couple of things, but um, when I feel a certain way, I just, I pray and I ask God, like, Hey, help me out here. Because one, another thing that I struggled with this didn't, this um, was not too long ago was the closer I get to God there, what I was experiencing was somewhat of like shame for my, you know, the life that I had before God. And I, again, this is why it's so important to do your inner work and to Mm -hmm. heal because the awareness will be there, right? Like we're, 
you're not sitting in it for years, but now it's like, okay, there's something in me. What is it? Mm -hmm. And I prayed on it. And I'm like, why do I feel this way? And I'm like, okay, I'm kind of feeling ashamed of how I used to live my life before, you know, and I asked God, I'm like, you know, talk to me, give me something. And he gave me a scripture. And after that, I was like, all right, I'm good. I love that. Um, So yes, even that, like, if you're not ready to go to therapy, you know, surround yourself by faith-based women who can pray for you, you know, grab your Bible, talk to God. He will comfort you in those Mm -hmm. moments. Mm -hmm. Um, So with that said, self-forgiveness is a huge thing because sometimes we hold to certain parts of us and it's like, I don't want to let go of this, you know, but I did this and I did that and this and that. It's like, no, let go of it. Yeah. Forgive yourself for for that because who you are today and the knowledge and experience that you have today is not who you were when you were a mm-hmm. kid, a teen, an early, you know, a young adult. So it's important to be aware of that. Like, what am I holding on to from my past? That's why, I, you know, I did this course, like making peace with your past, being aware of it. It's like, you know, write a letter to your young self, your young adult self. And it's like, you know what? Yeah. You didn't know what you know today. Yeah. Yes. I love that you brought that out. Thank you so much because that was actually another big one. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I checked all the boxes today. (laughs) I'm like, Martha, are you in my journal? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I feel like, uh, I mean, you know, I, I truly believe that, you know, our, listeners can will relate to this because we all struggle with this. Yes. Yes. And it can come flying out of nowhere too, mm-hmm. kind of like that set that past. And I know, especially like with my kids, as we talked prior, our kids can trigger us yes. like big yes. time. It's like, yeah. Whoa, I didn't know that part of myself was in there. And sometimes they can say something and it will trigger something on the inside of me that I feel mm-hmm. like shame of like, mm-hmm. something that I did back then that, you know, my inner perfectionist quote unquote, didn't show up the way. And it's like, if I don't snip that one really quick, it will create chaos in my soul, literally will. And it like sucks me down and takes me under because the emotions around it like are so, so big. And I love how you said, you know, our powerful tool is go to the Bible, like reading a scripture. I I like how you said, asking God to give you something because Mm -hmm. sometimes that scripture, it's a sword you know, the word of life. Well, and I want to read this scripture, you know, because it, it, again, I, I tell, I talk to one of my really good friends. It's like, you can't make this stuff up, mm-hmm. you, really can't, you know? And it's like, yeah, when um I, I sent her this, I'm like, Hey, I prayed on it. And I really, I, and it brought so much comfort to, it really did bring a lot of comfort, like after reading it. And I'm like, okay, thank you God for that. Because, um, because it, it's like you're you're listening really and it's it said it's mark 534 that says daughter your faith has healed you go in peace and be free from your sufferings 
That's beautiful. I'm like, yeah, like, again, I'm holding on to this and I'm like, like, what is going on? And I'm like beating myself up and God, it, yeah, it's like, God is not looking at you like that. Oh. Right. So that was very comforting. So again, if you're not ready, because for whatever reason, you know, mm-hmm. I would, that's what I would recommend. Um, but journaling helps a lot. Uh, just letting things out. Um, and again, you'll start to piece things together. I tell clients, you know, therapy is like a, we're going to put a puzzle together and some things are going to make sense and some things are not, we're going to, you know, miss certain pieces of the puzzle, but at least we have most of it, you know, put together and you can, our brain wants to understand. Yeah. So, yeah, I love that. That yeah. was, oh my gosh. I love how you s- shared that scripture. It like even brought peace to my soul, just hearing you read mm-hmm. it. It's such a powerful reminder. And I'm so thankful that you brought that out, but it is like, it's all these different pieces of the puzzle. And I feel like, you know, like you said, there's going to be some pieces that don't, but once we gain understanding of so many of the pieces, the pieces that don't you you have peace with because yeah. you're like, yeah. I really don't need to yeah. understand all of that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, thank you. I feel like I just had a therapy session. With you. <laughs> <laughs> Can I share one more thing that keeps coming? Yes. Out? Like it yes. just keeps coming. By all means. You asked me the question of, um, you know, you kind of, you know, yeah. What did I let go of? Right. And I said, you know, you let go of control. Mm-hmm. There's also this one that keeps coming up and I feel like it's important for me to say it because when there's pain, when there's trauma without knowing we put ourselves in this. And I don't, I don't like to say it this way. And I tell my clients, I am like, I'm so sorry that I'm saying it this way, but there's no other like way to, you know, to put it we're in this victim mentality, like poor me, why this, why that? So as you begin to heal and work through your stuff, that goes away. So right. like, it's like, it, and, and it's, it can be so subtle. Like it, some, some people do, it's like, oh, why does she get this? And why this? And why me? Why do I have to go through all of this stuff? Right. The complaining or you know, again, even here, like I'll share with my husband, like, why do I have to do this? I have to do this, that, like I'm taking care of everything that is keeping you in that poor me, poor me, you know? So that's another thing that lifted and that I am aware even now that like, you know, something happens. It's like, okay, what am I doing? And why is that happening? Do I, you know, again, we're, we're going to struggle with it, but again, there's more awareness. So that poor me, um, just goes away. Yes. That's so true. I, you kind of took me back when you were saying that I remember some of my thought processes and I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, that used to be me. Like, oh my gosh, I have to take care of all the things. Nobody does this for me. Why do I have to do this? And you know, why does nobody else step up to the plate? And why doesn't anybody help me? And why am I going through this? And I remember, <laughs> I remember he was going to be like, God, why me? <laughs> right, right. 
Yes. 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 You know, like the distraught child. And he's like, child of God, I have given you authority over your life. Stand (laughs) up. (laughs) But, you know, again, because we, again, these, I'll go back to those like this. Yeah. The perfectionist, right? Yes. Um, the hyper independent, it's like, you're saying like, why me? But then you're also doing it. Like (laughs) you're not letting anybody help you. So that's why, but again, it's so easy to just be in that mentality and it's it can be very subtle it I, is. I'm like I already went to therapy I'm not <laughs> you know I'm not putting myself in you know that mentality and then when I went back to therapy I'm like whoa okay <laughs> I, I I like I can see how I was and she was very gentle about it too she's like Martha you know I'm like oh okay I get it I get it <laughs> that's awesome I love that realness because it is so like you know well I've done the work you know, yeah. I have done, I'm good. I'm good. You know, that's not me, but it's, it's so, and that was how I used to be the stacker of like anger. Like I wouldn't, I would suppress, I would, you know, mm. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. And then all of a sudden I was like, like a bomb. And I was like, why does nobody do anything around here? Why doesn't anybody help me? Why do I have to keep being the one, you know, that does all the things. And it was like, and my family would just, <laughs> my poor family, but they would look at me like, where did you come from and what happened? Because we just heard like a month of rant come from, we thought everything was fine. And now all of a sudden you're over here, like spitting nails and we're trying to dodge because we didn't know, you know? Mm-hmm. And I remember I was going to therapy and she told me, he was like, you know, when you look at your therapist and you're like, I really don't like you right now. Like, oh I yeah, do yeah. not that's, like you. That's good. That's when you know therapy's working. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And she's like, well, you're responsible for keeping track of every time that you say yes to something. If mm-hmm. you don't speak up in that moment and say to that person, you know, could you please help me with this? Or I like now is not a good time. She's like, that's on you. Mm-hmm. and not on them mm-hmm. and she's like so you can either choose to speak it then because if you don't speak it then then if it comes up later you're the one that needs to deal with this and I was like can I slap you now or can I slap you later <laughs> because we we don't want to take ownership of it right because it's everybody else's fault except oh, yeah like hello why are you doing this to me but it's true it's true really and, and it, yeah. So yeah, therapy's not fun. You're, you're going to dislike your therapist, but that's when, you know, it's working because yes. you out on it and it's like, whoa, that really hurt. Like yes. that, the really, like you realize like, yeah, it has, if I don't say anything. And again, boundaries is what came up as you were talking, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah if you don't set those boundaries and it is up to us, it's a lot of responsibility, mm-hmm. but things will begin to shift and transform. I like that word that you use, Leona. Definitely. Your relationships will begin to transform. 
Yes, they absolutely will. And yeah. I was just sharing this yesterday with um, my aunt, actually, because she was all she, she was like asking me a lot of questions with the work that I do. And she's struggling right now with like just feeling overwhelmed and burnt out. And I said, there's like I have a radar, not that I go off of. And I said, example, this week, my daughter asked me for to do something. And I was like, irritated. I felt the irritation. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, I'm not like at a code red, but I'm getting there, which means mm. that I need to put myself in timeout and need to pour into myself because this is not a her issue. <laughs> this is a me issue. Yeah. And I said, I can scale when somebody asks me for something. If I feel irritable, that means that I need to put myself in timeout before I do damage, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that means for me to pour into myself and to like give myself what I need. And that's hard because like the easy route would be to just say like, oh my gosh, why are you asking this of me? You know, like nobody does, but so we get to scale ourselves in that way of, you know, okay, this is, this is where I get to take step back and step back into the empowered version of myself yes. and not coming from that victim. Mm -hmm. And it's less of a burden, right? Yes. For you to, you know, just like squash it in the moment. Yeah. Take a minute or two versus it consuming you for days. Yes. The burden is not as heavy. It's like, yes. all right. I mean, that's why it's like it, when you're ready and if you're ready to really work on the, on yourself three months and you're going to notice the difference versus a year or two, three of caring so much mm -hmm. and it just in continuing to add on to that. Yes. That's beautiful. I love how you, I feel like that's going to give somebody so much hope of, cause yes. we, we can be, we can be overwhelmed, but I also wanted to ask, cause you were sharing about, you had created a course. Is your course still available? Yeah, it's on my, um, my website. So it's, it's available. It's mm -hmm. uh, yeah, making peace with your past and I think it's about 45 minutes and it's mainly like what we're talking about. Um, yes. Cause I was like, that would even be a tool that they could reach for. So, cause I wanted to ask, you know, where, where do you want the people to find you? So my, um, so I'm on Instagram. It's um, at Dr. Martha. No, I'm gosh. Is it Dr. Ruiz Shank? Um, and there's a link there that will take you to my website my course is there or it's nestcounseling.co. That's okay. my website. So yeah, but I'm on social media. Um, and yeah, and I'm also happy to help anyone get connected with, um, with a therapist, even on also on my Instagram, there's a link, uh, it's a freebie, you know, how to get started, how to start your, th uh, your healing journey. Uh, and then I'll, and it just gives you a direction, right? Like if you want to use your, your health insurance, how to look for someone. So, uh, it just tips on what to do and, you know, again, interview, interview your potential therapist, like yeah. you take the driver's seat because, not and not every therapist is going to be a fit for you and that's okay you know I have some clients that come in for the for you know one session and they never come back and that's okay like my style was not you know maybe 
suited for them or we just weren't a good fit who knows but so interviews your your therapist so there's a freebie there too well thank you we're gonna i'm gonna link all of those in the show notes and Mm -hmm. so they can find you because i know there's gonna be women that are be like gonna be like where is she let me go find her so yeah Yeah, i'm happy to help in any way that i can thank you i so appreciate you very very much thank you Thank you so much for tuning in to Unchained and Untamed. I'm confident that you received exactly what you require to unleash your potential and unapologetically own your feminine heart and soul and be the woman that God has created you to be. It's time to take the next step on your transformational journey. Apply what you've learned and know that I am here to support you every step of the way. I'd love to hear what your biggest shifts and ahas were that you received from this podcast. So make sure to shoot me a message and follow me on Instagram at Schrock underscore Leona. See you there.